0: the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Jesus says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's the whole story summed up, isn't it? The history of Christianity, in a very concise form, the church does well and it grows when we show our love for one another. When the followers of Jesus do not love each other, the church becomes irrelevant and shrinks. We have such a clear example from Jesus our Lord of how we are to live together, how we are to love one another. And yet we struggle to remember that our primary identity is of those who are loved and of those who are called to love. So please, let me remind you, you are God's beloved made in God's own image. God delights in you just as you are. You are enfolded in God's presence and showered with God's tenderness and unconditional love. God desires to be in an intimate, abundant relationship with you. We, the church, can live into our identity as God's beloved community only when we are washed by our Lord and thus participate in His love. Out of that love, we turn in love to one another. In spite of our own differences, disagreements, the love that we show for one another is compelling to the world that draws people to God's love and to God's church. Tonight we begin a three day period of watching, of waiting and of contemplation as we enter into the commemoration of the mystery of our redemption. This night, Monday Thursday, we remember especially Jesus' last supper with his disciples. When he washed their feet as a sign of his love, to set an example of love and service for us to follow. Monde is from Latin. It's a word that means a mandate or a command. This is the night we celebrate the Lord's command. First, to remember him in the Eucharist, sharing of the bread and the wine. And also the Lord has given us a new mandate. To love one another, following the example of his humility. Now, the Last Supper likely occurred on the evening of Passover, and for us, the story of Passover finds new meaning in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ, who is our paschal lamb, has been sacrificed for us and has made perfect atonement for our sins. So it's in that spirit that we as Christians celebrate the Passover on Easter. Tonight, we do remember the institution of the Lord's Supper. Jesus gathered with his friends one last time to enjoy a meal with them. It was the last meal that Jesus ate before he died. We can imagine that that meal began lighthearted. Good friends sharing stories and food on that most special evening enjoying one another's company. But as the meal drew to a close, Jesus took bread. He blessed it. He broke it. And he gave it to them, telling them that it was his body which was given for all of his followers and that that bread should be eaten to remember him by. Then Jesus took a cup of wine, again asking God's blessing, and telling them it was his blood, given for the forgiveness of sins, and that they should remember him when drinking it. When you and I gather together for Eucharist, we are reenacting this experience of the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper. We are remembering the joy that Jesus felt in the presence of his friends, the joy Christ has in his relationship with each one of us. We're remembering his sacrifice of atonement so that we might be in right relationship with God and with each other. We're not just remembering this act. We're reenacting it, making it real and present to us each time that we gather, just as Jesus was real and present with his disciples. Tonight we will also remember and reenact the law of love given us by Jesus symbolizing in the washing of feet. It's no small thing that Jesus, the Son of God, got on his knees to wash the feet of each of his disciples. The master, the leader, the one with the knowledge and power humbles himself into the role of a servant and washes the worn, tired, and dirty feet of the one he is teaching take his message of love into the world. If you're like me, we can identify and appreciate Peter who once again questions what Jesus is doing, always wanting to protect his Lord. Jesus responds to Peter with something quite profound. Unless I wash you, you can have no share with me. You See, unless we allow Jesus to serve us, we can have no part in him. I think this is a profound mandate for us today. We who are so self-sufficient, so unlikely to allow another person to give us a hand, let alone to serve us, we are being told that unless we allow Jesus himself to serve us, we cannot share with him. I wonder though, if this applies not only to Jesus, himself, but to all people who represent Jesus. And if this is the case, then each of us should allow any and everyone to be a blessing to us through their service. This idea is difficult for me as I think about the myth of my own independence in which I live. There are some things I don't mind if people do them for me, But I do not like to be dependent upon other people for my survival or my well-being. But Jesus calls his followers not to live independent lives, acting as though we are free from need. But instead, Jesus calls us to living in community, serving each other, allowing others to serve us, sharing all things with one another, our joys, our struggles, our needs and our very selves. We, the church, are a bodily community in which every person has a place, whatever our abilities or our disabilities, and by which we accordingly depend upon one another. It's not easy for most of us to depend upon other people. Having our feet washed helps us to remember that we need each other. Washing each other's feet is the ultimate act of tenderness. Stanley Hauerwas reminded the church a few years ago that in the washing of feet, there is a tenderness and an intimacy that we cannot help but fear, threatening as it does, to expose our presumption that if you really knew me, you could not love me. Jesus, watching the feet of his disciples, like the crucifixion itself, is an act of tenderness. It is an act which all of our own attempts to protect ourselves from tenderness are defeated. For it is through tenderness that we are saved. Through such tenderness, we learn to accept our own particular forms of poverty and weakness. And in the process, we learn that our vulnerability is a strength enabling us to cry out, I cannot do this on my own. I need your help. And remember that Jesus washed Judas' feet. He knew that Judas would betray him. Judas failed to believe that the world could be saved through tenderness. And yet, Jesus washed Judas' feet. What Peter, later under the guide of the Holy Spirit, would understand is that the kingdom of forgiveness extends even to Judas, where a new community has been created and is renewed as we become capable of loving one another as Jesus loves us. So now, let us wash and be washed so that the world might know that salvation is not won nor merited, but given by a loving God who through Jesus teaches us how to live in right relationship with God and with each other. Jesus says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another.